0: Go to InvestorThrive.com right now to check out some of our free training on how you can make money as a real estate investor or schedule a time with me so we can chat about our Mastermind Mentorship and how we can help you learn how to wholesale nationwide and grow your business. Everybody, welcome to Investor Thrive Nation. I, it's, I got Jake Kelfer on here with me today. And guys, um, if you, if you want to know what he's about, he's about writing books, right?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you- yeah
0: using books to build your business so guys um you know welcome again if you haven't ever been to the podcast i bring on people who i think are awesome and interesting and how they can give you information to help you grow your business so that's that's why we got them on here and we're just going to chat i mean i've honestly never chatted with you in depth so the conversation i'm going to have with you is going to be pretty genuine and it's going to be probably the questions that most of you guys are going to have all right so stay tuned and let's see how uh jake can you know rock our worlds. all right (laughs) so jake Tell us a little bit about yourself. None of us really, maybe a lot of people in Washington don't know you. Tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, man. First of all, I appreciate you having me here. I'm uh, I'm pumped to bring some heat, some big time energy, and I'll give you the super short version. I went from working with the Lakers and Kobe Bryant to writing three best selling books, traveling the world as a motivational speaker, and to now coaching people on how to write and launch. Their own books, so that they can grow their business, boost credibility, and live the life of their dreams. So, wow. uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I'm excited to dig into it, but let's have some fun.
0: Yeah, man, that's amazing. So, uh, you were you were working with the Lakers. Were you a, a coach? Like, what what did you do over there? First off,
1: so first first job out of college. So, as much as I want to say like I had this impressive title, you know, working straight with the team, I was uh, an assistant for the corporate partnerships division. But was what was so cool about this was I was working for the team during kobe's final NBA season and so everybody was trying to get in on the action right yeah, you had yeah. people putting their life savings to come watch kobe play one final time you had every brand trying to get in deals were flowing and so as an assistant mm-hmm. of the corporate partnerships world i got to help with all those activations so i picked all the contestants for the half court shots the halftime wow. contest the skills challenges i did meet and greets pre and post game so I got an inside look into both the the player side of the business as well as the business side of the business. And that was really something cool as a, as a guy who grew up a Laker fan. So that was kind of how I started. I was an assistant just trying to figure out what the heck was I going to do and how was I going to make my impact? And that kind of mm. led into something really, really special uh, right after that season.
0: Dang, man. And that's Kobe's last game. He played against the jazz and uh, he he went off and that jazz is my team. So yeah, that was a, we remember that last.
1: So so listen to this. So as a jazz fan, I'm I'm so at least you get that memory that it was his final game. Right. But I'm sitting there. Okay. Now when you work for the Lakers or you work for a sports team, you're supposed to be professional, right? Like, you know, you're running the business, you're operating the business. And so you're, you're not supposed to be like this crazy big fan. Mm -hmm. So I'm over there, but I knew that once Kobe was retiring, I was retiring and I was going off my own. So <laughs> the last five minutes of this game, the Lakers are down by like eight or something. And I'm like, looking at my people right to my left and to my right. I'm like, Kobe's going to Kobe one more time. He's got. We're sitting in the tunnel right next to the basket that the Lakers are, are scoring on. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden Kobe starts to score and score and score and score. And I started getting excited. I'm like, screw this. I'm going all in. Like, let's go Kobe. Right. Like I'm getting nuts. And then he they end up pulling it off and it was just, you know, uh, a memory that I'm never going to forget uh, to see him yes. do that one final time. And I'm sorry that it was with your jazz, but hey, um, at the same good. time, great memories.
0: I'm kind of glad it was against the jazz. You know, he went off on us. You know, he had to. That's cool, though. So tell me about, um, so you were there and you you said when Kobe was going to retire, you said you were going to retire. Is that, did I understand that right? So Yeah. Did, yeah. So yeah. tell me about
1: that. So- So while I was working with the team that season, I had some experiences with Jerry West. I had been watching Kobe and I I really ultimately saw the impact that these basketball icons had on the world. And I thought to myself, how do I make this impact? You know, I may be a young assistant, but there's gotta be a way for me to make an impact. So I come home one day and I ask myself two questions that literally changed my life. What do I know and how can I help people? Mm -hmm. And as I'm thinking about it, as much as I wanted to say I knew a lot of things at that time, I was one year removed from college. I didn't know much. And the things that I did know was how to get your dream job, how to get a dream internship, how to network with people, um, how to interview well, how to have a good resume. And I was like, you know what? I could teach all college kids this. I could teach my fraternity brothers this. I could teach my real brother, who is a couple years younger than me this. And if I do that, I could help them get better jobs spend less time and then have more time to study or party or do whatever they want to do in college. Yeah. I ended up writing my first book and I decided that I was going to launch it once Kobe retired. And so, cause I didn't know what I was doing. This is my first book. I just was like, let's pick a launch date. Kobe's retiring after the season. That was April 13th. He'll finish up at the end of the month. I'm ending at the end of the month. So May 1st is my launch date. And so Kobe retired, I retired, and I launched my first book on May 1st, 2016, and it became an Amazon bestseller, um, helping people really figure out what they want to do in their life and
0: discover their passion. That's amazing. And May 1st is a good day, bro. That's my birthday. Hey, there we go. Yeah, Yeah, That's sweet. So, man, did you have prior experience in college to like writing? Like, were you an English major? Did you like, what made you want to write the book, like, uh, you know, and you do it yourself and not maybe like hire a ghostwriter or something.
1: Yeah. So, so I'll be as honest as I can be. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I really didn't know. I, the intention wasn't to necessarily write a book when I started this, but mm-hmm. what happened was, is I started it actually as blog posts. Cause I was like, Oh, I could just give them small bite-sized information, but nobody wanted that. No college kid wanted to read a blog on career development. So mm-hmm. I was like, I got to come up with something different. And so I met with a mentor of mine and he was like, he's a professor at UCLA at the time. And he was like, Jake, dude, this is good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was like, cool. Thanks. Like, I appreciate that. Thanks for the feedback. He goes, you need to make this into a book. And I looked at him like he was crazy because in my mind, you had to achieve a certain level of success, have a certain amount of fame, uh, live a certain amount of life experience before you earned the right to share a book. And right. He like, like if this was in a book, this would be something that I would share with my classes. This would be something that we'd bring you in to speak about. And I was like, wow. okay, this is interesting. And he says, so are you up for the challenge? I'm like, I'm in, let's go. And so from that conversation, I turned all the blog posts and I turned it into a, a book. And that's what inspired me to make this a book. And I'm so grateful that I did because having a book, no matter what age I was, that was the difference in my next stage of my career. Having a book gave me credibility as a 23 year old to speak on stages for colleges. Wow. It gave me in book syllabuses for different classes. So different c- colleges around the country started featuring my book in their career management classes, in their sports management classes. And that was how I started to build my brand and build my following. Because like I said, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, but I just knew that I had a message to share. And I knew that if I could share my message, I wasn't 20 years ahead of somebody. I was one to two steps ahead of somebody. And wow. that was all I needed to be able to share to get somebody the result. And uh, because of that, because of writing a book, it put me onto a national stage and uh, really started to, to build something special.
0: That's amazing, man. So let me ask you this. So when you had blog posts, did you just take literally take the blog posts and put it into like pages in a book or did you have to format it and you know, change, change it up a little bit?
1: For this first book, I, I kind of looked at the blog post and I was like, okay, this is great for an outline, but mm. I need to redo it completely. Uh, we, we now, now that I've had so much experience working with so many people, we can take a course, we could take a coaching program, a mastermind, we can take a keynote speech, we could take somebody's blog and, and, and social content, and you can turn that into the framework of a book or vice versa, turn the book into all of those other pieces. But for me at the time, i was i didn't think the blog posts were all that great Mm -hmm. and so i just did the best that i could to use that as like almost like a rough draft outline and then i kind of picked my main topics built out my my formal outline and then wrote the book and and banged it out super quickly uh because i just needed to, to hit a few points and then boom the book was done in less than six months
0: wow that's awesome man so you're basically saying by having a published book people look at you differently. You get, you basically excel in places that maybe you wouldn't have if you didn't have that published book.
1: Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I believe that a, I believe from my experiences, uh, a book is hands down the fastest way to market your business and achieve the success that you want, no matter what the industry is. So I'll give you another example. Fast forward to book two. I had just mentioned that my book was coming out I got connected with an educator in China because they knew what my book was going to be about, which was networking. My second book's called Elevate Your Network. They were like, oh, we need someone who can come in and do communication and networking with our students, our staff, and a couple other organizations. They hired me on the spot before the book was even done, and I did a 10-day speaking tour, uh, speaking tour in China because I was about to have a book. So the biggest thing that Hi. we have to consider here, and you know, everyone that's listened to this is in real estate entrepreneurship, is you got you to... Gotta, understand this competition is at an all-time high okay mm-hmm. there's never before been more competition there's never been more choice for consumers buyers sellers to pick who they want to work with well what's the fastest way to eliminate choice by being so good they can't ignore you how do you get so good they can't ignore you you make yourself have an asset that so few people have and right. in this case, it's a book and so by having a book you've now put yourself at a higher level and when you're looking at competition, speaking engagements, podcasts, um, clients, whatever it may be, coaching, you now have put yourself ahead of the competition, eliminating that choice, making you the most obvious decision because you are perceived as the go-to person, the expert on the particular
0: topic. No, I totally get it. So when it comes so most of the audience that watches this are real estate investors, right? Wholesalers, they're trying to get deals. And what I found is I have a a mini book. You, you could call it a packet, right? So like I have an info packet about my company. So when I'm talking to a seller, I say, Hey, I know you're probably interested to know about my company here. Let me email you this information packet. It's about 10 pages and it shows them, you know, our company who works for it, you know, uh, you know, our proof of funds, contracts, like information about us. Right. So immediately I set myself apart from the guy that just calls them. All right. So I totally get what you're saying. Having a book does immediately uh, create credibility. Like yeah, it, time, it right? just
1: puts you at a different level, right? Because if you look at all the top thought leaders, the, the, the biggest people in this space, what do they all have? They all have a book. And we as a society, whether it should be this way or not, we as a society view people with books as people that have more expertise than the person who just calls somebody. Whether yeah. or not that's it's true... true. Yeah. You just perceive that person to be more of an expert and more legit. And when we talk about investments, when we talk about buying, when we talk about selling, especially at high volume or high numbers, well, credibility and trust is going to be the biggest factor along with social proof that you know what you're doing. And if you can show somebody that through a book, which allows you to share your experiences, it allows you to share your knowledge, and it allows you to share your client's success stories all at the same time without being braggadocious. Well, now you've just given somebody a tangible product and an inside look into who you are at the most intimate and highest level without being salesy, without being pushy, and also letting them feel comfortable to make an investment decision with you. So, like, books do so many more things than just, oh, I have a book.
0: Right. No, I mean, it's even if they don't even read it, right? Like, they still, it, it comes with that aura of, like, hey, I mean, if someone has, like, I got some books over here. Uh, and I haven't read even half of them. I'll be real. I got I get them as gifts and stuff. But I'm like, yo, that author, he's legit. You know, he's got a book, right? So it's instant, instant, just believing and credibility. Like I totally, I believe it. So let's let's talk about it. I got. Let me tell you, uh, this this might be a little different, but just as an example, I went on. I'm LDS, I'm Mormon, right? So I went on a mission for my church when I was 19 to 21 for two years. I talked to people about Jesus. So I kept a blog. For example, for the, the whole two years, I'd write emails. I had tons and tons of information because I recorded everything. But um, I'm just thinking, as you're saying, I'm like, hey, that's I had a blog. I just looked at it like maybe a, a month ago just because I was interested. So that's not something to do with real estate or anything. It's just a thought. I'm like, yo, I could turn that into a book maybe about like my experience talking about Jesus for two years, right? Like that's not doesn't really increase the credibility of what I do, but I just think it'd be cool to have a book, you know?
1: For sure. And there's the, the big thing that I think a lot of people need to recognize is there's always an intention on the back end of why you create the book. So yeah. in that situation, it would just be cool to have a book about your experience and kind of like this is what I did and, and kind of document the story. Right. right and right. the result of that could be who knows, maybe you build an incredible following, you know, and people are like, oh, my gosh, you're going crazy in this in this sector. But yeah. the other side of it could literally just be, you know what, this is a cool memory for me to have. I don't really care if anybody else sees it, but now I have this, I can share it with my kids. I can share it with my family. I can share it with people who ask me questions about this because I don't have the time to talk about that all that often anymore, but now I can just give it to them in this format. So there's always a back end intention that drives why the book gets done and, and how quickly it can get done.
0: Got it. Well, the reason why I bring this up in like the back of my head is like, Pretty much investor thrive was a mentorship, right? We've talked about that. And I focus on helping people with their sales skills, right? Like getting on the phone with sellers, going in person, closing them over a Zoom call. And I believe that my sales skills took off. And like the the best training I've had was the two years where I talked to people about Jesus. Cause you'd go knock on doors, you go do crazy stuff where people definitely don't want to talk to you and you're still like taking no's every day. So I was like, maybe. I wanted to make a youtube video just be like hey the best sales training i've ever had was the two years of my mission right but i i just you know i don't know if you could even tie that be like hey here's my experience two years and i've taken this and multiple other things and uh change like uh attributed this to real estate like sales so maybe that could somehow play into be like hey this is my experience you know in sales and you know i also can teach you how to do get better at talking to sellers." It's First just- of-
1: First of all, you need that as a video, dude. That, that's that got clickbait written all over it, dude. That's that's solid. But nice. that a good- here's, how I would, here's how I would do this if, if I was thinking of a book, right? And let's assume you're not trying to write six different books or four different books and, and really segment it. Let's say you're trying to just get one book out quickly, tied all together. The best way to leverage that would be in your book when you're teaching people about the sales skills, you would reference a story or two from that time of your life which allows people to understand your background mm. relate to you, especially if they share the same beliefs or if they just want to hear the inspirational story of figuring out the sales, Got it. All heard the story of the door to door sales. We've all heard the story of, of what you're talking about, but there's something to it. Right. And so the way that you would put this into your book, knowing that sales process is the goal and knowing that growing your mentorship would be the goal you would want to tap in from previous life experiences to parlay into the point you want to make, to help the reader get the result for themselves because a book is for the reader, right? So use your experience to lead into the message that will help a reader see the solution. And that would be where the benefit would just be so exponential for you because they get to know you, they get to see your past,
0: Mm -hmm. they get to see
1: what you've learned and now they get to see what you're teaching because of that and the results that you have and that's going to get them to say, "Oh, I need to be mentored by this guy. I like his style. I like the way he operates. I like the process, and it's already worked for me. And all I've had to do is spend fifteen dollars or sign up for a free copy of the book and, and whatever." Right. So, like, that's how you really tap into past experience with business objectives.
0: That's that's a good idea. So, I I see um, how books could help like for example for the mentorship and additional to that like hey this is how you you know how to get a deal in real estate right and you could go through my coaching course and we like build a book out of that like i'm sure you do like you said already you do that a lot you, you can basically take courses and put them as a book so uh how do you feel like this could tie into the the wholesaler or the real estate investor and in having a book for like a seller like you're talking to a seller and you're like hey by the way i have a book like h- how do you feel like that would work out
1: So there's, there's a couple of things here, right? The the first and foremost thing that that we got to address here is that you have the book, you're now credible and seen differently. Mm -hmm. That gets you the meetings that maybe you weren't getting, or that increases the percentage of meetings that you're getting. We know in real estate, a lot of times it's a numbers game, right? And so we have to make sure that we're increasing our numbers without necessarily adding more effort. And a book allows you to do that because your percentages increase because people perceive you as to have more information and knowledge. Mm -hmm. Now, the second part of that is what are you actually putting in this book? So based on this objective, you're going to want to make sure you include the relevant information that would make the seller wanna work with you, right? And so by doing that, you're gonna share a couple more stories of your past experience. You're going to basically take your knowledge and process and kind of show them what you will do because by doing this, you're gonna help them feel comfortable and you're going to help them feel that you are the person that can best utilize or turn their money into more money or give them an opportunity to create a better working partnership. And then once that's done, you can use your book as a lead gen tool. You can use your book as a networking tool. You can use your book to get on podcasts that have the audience of sellers. Mm -hmm. You can use your book as a low ticket entry point to say, Hey, you know, I got a book on this and by doing all of that, you build your audience, you build your reputation, you build your following. And if you're consistent with all this, that one effort of book can turn into a 10x of your, of your return easy. And so those are some of the ways that you can really leverage it, um, regardless of it's just for a coaching program or in the wholesaling world.
0: Yeah, I could also see, for for example, wholesalers not only have to acquire seller leads and get passed under contract, but they also have to sell them. So I feel like having a book about, you know, that you could give to, potentially to investors that you could sell your properties to, right? So that would great credibility be like, hey, this guy, Nate, or whoever, their company, they're getting deals consistently. And here's, I guess, here's a book to show how credible their business is, right? Like,
1: well, and, and you got to think about this too. Like, like I know a bunch of, of real estate agents and we work with some different real estate agents and you know, they're always going to networking events. They're always meeting up people, shaking hands and doing things. And you know, the old ways, let's give business card. The new ways, like, let's exchange Instagram information or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you give them a book, maybe they're not ready to buy just yet. Maybe they're not ready to invest just yet. But like you said, your books, you may have even read them, but they're right there. You might, if you need something and you have a book and you know, like, oh, I haven't read it, but like I have a book on happiness and happiness comes up and you need something on happiness. That book is your first place of reference. right? And you are gonna go there straight to look at it. So this, this book becomes a anchoring point. And when it comes to networking, I believe that there are two key words and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie this all together in a second. There's recency and there's frequency. And this is what separates good from elite networkers. Recency is when was the last time you were top of mind for that person? We've all had an experience where we need somebody or something and we're like, oh, who's the first person I think of? It's often the most recent touch point you had. Mm -hmm. That person gets the, the call. Frequency is what is the amount of touch points you have with a specific person? Well, we know in business that. Most people rarely buy on the first time it takes, you know, five to 12 touch points to get somebody to, to eventually close a deal or work with you or whatever the the statistics are these days, right? You've heard every single one in the book, but the key is more touch points tends to create more results. And so when you combine that and you have a book, what that does is it allows for touch points and frequency because people pick up your book, they put it down, they read it before they go to bed. They have dreams about it. They, they get ideas, whatever you're getting intimate time with them. Right. And Mm -hmm. attention. But then it's recency. You're the last person they thought of before they went to bed, not in a creepy way, right? And you're the first person that they see when they're right. the first person they see when your book's on their desk for three months. Your business card doesn't stay on a desk for three months. Your Instagram only gets checked out when needed. Your uh, PDF only gets opened when someone is on the computer mm-hmm. and they're not moving. But your book gets traveled with. Your book gets looked at. So you start to have recency and frequency. Then you start to become the person people call. You do that a few times, one becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight. And now you have an exponential growth pattern on the networking and the lead flow side of things.
0: So having a physical copy is the key, not not like a PDF book, right? And that's all you have.
1: Well, so here's what's really cool about this. The way that we've designed it, because we only work with people who are like super busy, they're leveraging a book for legacy, growth, impact, and, and business. And so everything that we do is we build both at the same time. And so by writing the book out once, we'll kind of show you how to do it. But essentially, you need, I'm not gonna go too deep into it, but you need two different files. But the content is very, very similar for the ebook and the paperback. And so you can leverage both for various different strategies within it. For example, your ebook you can use for more distribution. You could give pieces of it away because it no cost to you. Your paperback, though, that's the thing you give out like hotcakes. So for example, one of the things that I did when I was beginning my speaking career was I bought a hundred of my own books. Now, when you buy your own books, you get them at cost.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: now I have a hundred books. Well, I wanted to get in touch with some people, but their assistants wouldn't pass along my info. So I said, well, I want to send them a gift. My, I want to send them a copy of my book. Now I have this person who I couldn't get access to their email. Now I have their address. Yeah. <laughs> I have their address. I send them a copy of my book with a handwritten note on the inside. Okay. What my email would have said I say, I hope you enjoy. Can't wait to chat. They get this. Everybody loves to get a package at their doorstep. Oh, now yeah. love that. Right now they're reading this and law of reciprocity works that, Hey, someone just gave me a gift. I should say, thank you. Then they send a message and now I have a, a direct line to that person. Well, if you go back to this example, I bought a hundred books. It cost me $250 to buy a book. It cost me $250 to ship it on Mm -hmm. average. So $5. That's $500 of a marketing investment that I'm now making. Here's what the return can look like. A, 100 people have books in their hand. B, if you convert 2% of those people, depending on what your offer is, Mm -hmm. that can be anywhere from $5,000 to $500,000 right away. Would you trade 500 500 bucks for 5,000? Would you trade five hundred for fifty thousand? Oh yeah, no brainer. So using a book, you can leverage different strategies based on paperback, ebook, and all these ways to really get in front of your market, get in front of your your right people, and it's it's fun, dude. It, it gets really fun. Yeah, man,
0: it sounds like you're stoked about books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm stoked about the game more than books, but like I love the game, dude. I love figuring out like what's it going to take. I mean, Kobe's one of my idols, right? So. Yeah. You, you sure. know, you only play this game once and you gotta play to win. So yeah, like books it. are my vehicle. They've worked for me. They've worked for a lot of other people. Uh you you see every thought leader have a book. So if every thought leader has a book, the biggest names in the space have a book, and you're struggling to differentiate yourself and get more deals, maybe you should have a book too.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about it. What does getting a book look like? Does that look, for example, for me or anyone watching this, would they have to, if they reach out to you with it, you'd be like, hey, write the book and then we'll publish it? Or like, what is, what is the next step? I'm just curious.
1: There are two really main ways that you can write your book. The, the first way is if you want to write it yourself, you're going to write the book and then, and we'll talk about the rest of the process in a second. The other way is if you want to speak your book and be interviewed by a ghostwriter, someone who can um, write your book, then all you have to do is get interviewed a couple times, they'll write the book for you and then you'll have a book down the road. So for both of these, the process is, is pretty straightforward. Okay, Your involvement changes based on which angle you decide to go, but essentially you create an outline, you write the rough draft, self-edit your draft, get it edited, get it formatted, designed, published, and launched. And that whole process for many of our authors take anywhere between four to six months. And the really cool thing about that is the way that we operate is we make sure that you maintain hundred percent ownership, hundred percent rights, hundred percent royalties, which is very different than traditional publishers where they're going to take those royalties are going to take some of those rights. And so when you look at it, If you were trying to write a book, the the, the first thing you got to decide is, do I want to write myself or do I want to hire someone to write it? If you write it yourself, it's going to be a lot more cost-friendly. But if you're trying to save time and willing to give money, you're going to want to hire someone else to potentially help you write the book. Then throughout that, the way that we work with people is we can help people do it at every stage of the journey. So we help people go from big idea to bestseller, where we coach you all the way through the process. We have other people who come to us with a finished book and they need help getting it edited, designed, formatted, and actually launched. We help people who have it already, but just need a launch strategy. We help people at all parts of the process so that they can have a high-quality book in the shortest amount of time to produce the greatest amount of results over the long term.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. So it just depends where the person's at.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we worked with everybody. You know, from people that have you know fifty million dollars in a, in a real estate portfolio to we have people who are using a book to start their coaching practice. Right. So so there's so many variables of how it can work but when you combine your long-term vision with this short-term action of put produce in a book
0: you close the gap much quicker that's sweet man cool well let me ask you this for anybody that's watching or will watch that wants to write a book for their business to create that credibility and have that asset what's what do they do how do they get a hold of you
1: the best way is going to be on Instagram, at Jake Kelfer. That's where I spend uh, the most amount of my time. I'm always active in the, in the DMs, hanging out, having some fun. And then actually, you know, timing's pretty great right now is I'm actually writing my fourth book and I'm doing this crazy challenge that we're calling Project Bestseller. I'm going to write and launch my next book in 90 days or less before my 30th birthday. Wow. And we're going to actually document for the first time ever people who want to join this and it's completely free. I'm actually gonna document what I do every single day from day one to day 90 and send you daily updates so that you can either write your book with me or just join along and see that it's not only possible, but it's possible to do faster than you think. And I'm not doing anything in advance. I mean, I have my relationships, but I'm doing all the work day to day as it goes. And um, we're gonna share it and then we'll have Zoom calls for people who wanna ask questions. And this is super, super fun. So if you want more information on that, you can get it at my Instagram. And, um, you can just hop on in through the link there and we'll get you access and give you some daily updates as they
0: happen. So I'm going to put that at the bottom. Jake Kelfer. Is it just at Jake Kelfer? That's it. Yep. Instagram, huh? On Instagram, right? Yep. Let me, let me get this going. Let me have it scroll across the bottom. Cause that's what we can do right there. You see that? Well, that's not scrolling. Let me get it scrolling.
1: Yeah, let's see that scroll, Nate.
0: I got it. I thought I had I thought I had the scroll figured out, man. Hold on. Um, there it is. Yo, let's get it. Yeah.
1: We love a good scroll, baby. We love a good scroll. Bottom like that, man. That's
0: slick. That's
1: how you know you made it. You got a scroll an Instagram tag.
0: Dude, you know you made it when you uh you can rock technology like this, you know. You can just figure it out on the fly. I, I figured all this out on my own, man. Write a hey, book about how to use you. StreamYard, you know what I'm saying?
1: Hey, I'm proud of you, Nate.
0: <laughs> Thanks. man. Hey, so let me uh, let me ask you another question. What is the average cost? I know there's people coming into you that are like, you know, it, don't even have a book or have the book and then need to publish. Where are we talking like price-wise, um, you know, average to get this uh, book published and cross the finish line? Wide range.
1: Okay. There's an incredible range. We have a, a $92,000 package where you get the house, Right. We have a $48,000 package where it's all done for you. And then on our on our base package, it's about $7,500 um, where people can get really rocking and rolling. And that is where we basically coach you from A to Z in the process. And we mm-hmm. show you everything that you need. We have everything that somebody needs to go from big idea all the way to a bestseller launch. So we have a variety of different things. Um, but whether you invest in a, in a coach like, like someone like me or a service like ours or you kind of piecemeal it all together, which is gonna be a lot harder, a lot more time consuming and probably more expensive. The, the key thing here is to get it professionally done. Because if you have a shitty cover or it doesn't look good on the interior, people are gonna discredit your book and by default, they're gonna to start to think you're not as legit. And so we really encourage people, whether they work with us or not, to make sure you do it as professionally as you can, you outsource for the things that you're not prof- you're not proficient in, um, and you really execute on that. And I'm happy to also share, you know, references. We have tons of editors, designers, and formatters, but those are the ways that that people work with us, and kind of our, our price scale, um, kind of ranging from seventy five hundred all the way to ninety two grand.
0: Wow, that's awesome, man! It sounds like a great product to have and to give out to people. And I believe in it. I I, I know i've already seen it it's kind of like with instagram right like if people see that you know you have like a hundred followers versus uh, another coach or someone that has a hundred thousand or fifty thousand that's there's a credibility it's the same thing with the book right it's just not um digital well it can be digital but this is like you know the paperback or whatever so yeah. I get it. it's, it's pretty yeah, the, sp- the, only,
1: the only difference there really is you it's much easier to fake a certain amount of followers no, than I it know. is to, to, to write a book right and so unfortunately you know we see a lot of people getting scammed out there by that that thing of equating followers to legitimacy um and followers versus the difference between being a um influencer right like a real there's a difference there but overall like hundred percent when there's a metric that somebody else doesn't have that you possess you've put yourself at a higher level so when you can have the the ultimate triple double life I heard this phrase the other day. I love it. The triple double life, which is you know a great stat line in the game of basketball. When mm. you really have that, and you could have the following, the content, the book, the program, the proof, you've now put yourself in the league of your own. And it's just a matter of time before the money catches up and the clients catch up. And that's really what we help people do by leveraging a book.
0: I love it, man. Well, let's stay in touch. And for the people that uh, you know are are watching or will watch. Hit my man up. You see the scrolling Instagram. Why wouldn't you?
1: You (laughs) Hey, scrolling Instagram. I made it. I made it. So I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, anytime, man. Thanks.